Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. Take that stupid face mask off, Gavin. You're embarrassing yourself. Even if I did have it, the whiskey would kill it. Ass. The following podcast contains... I love it when you talk dirty. She talk dirty to you? Oh, she loved the dirty talk. I love it when you talk dirty. Get your mad ass in this pool. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you thought drinking a household cleaning product would kill the disease you don't have, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Friday, January 31st, 2019, Nine Coronas edition of the show, where we talk about the panic pandemic gripping the nation. Stay tuned. The... What the Hell Are You Thinking podcast is brought to you by Fast Eddie's Universal Cure-All. If you think you've got it, we can cure it. Are you an ill-informed, fearful dipshit, easily manipulated by sensationalist media and an internet nonsense? Of course you are. That's why you need Fast Eddie's Universal Cure-All. One medication that promises to prevent and cure all the diseases you don't have. From Arscox disease to Zori Stalker-Williams syndromes, if you think you have it, we can fix it. The Universal Cure-All is clinically tested to treat any and every illness you can imagine quickly, painlessly, and pointlessly because, again, you don't have the disease. Is it wildly expensive? You bet it is. After all, if it wasn't expensive, it wouldn't work for that thing you think you have, but don't. So act now. Don't delay. Get your order of Fast Eddie's Universal Cure-All before your psychosomatic symptoms get worse. Side effects include sudden onset shame, mild erectile dysfunction, increased urination, and spotty rectal bleeding. Fast Eddie's Universal Cure-All is not intended to treat any diseases diagnosed by an actual doctor or as a replacement for legitimate medication prescribed by a medical professional. See your wee-wee practitioner or consult goop.com for details. Ah, uh, uh, trouble with the leg? When's the wedding? This Saturday. Not much time to fit into that pretty dress, and no time for practical shoe shopping. You're running two miles a day further than you should be. It hurts, right? New shoes, less miles, and next day on the afternoon coach, you're gonna look beautiful. What's wrong with you? I can't get my contact lenses out. Out of what? They're not in your eyes. But they're red. That's because you're trying to remove your corneas. What's wrong with you? Uh, lately, uh, my wife has noticed that... Yeah, yeah. Symptoms. We're working on a personal best here. Uh, numbness in my feet and hands, uh, constipation... And? He doesn't feel comfortable talking about his private... Well, neither would I if I was having trouble controlling my PP. You're a dentist. Nitrous oxide poisoning, which means you're either dipping into your own supply or you got a bad valve in the office. Laughing gas rehab's probably more expensive than the plumber. Meanwhile, get yourself some B12. Who's left? I can't see. No, I'm just screwing with you. It's a hangover. My English lit prof told me he'd bail me next time if I didn't show up with the doctor's note. We'll make friends with the dentist. He can give you a note and maybe a little nitrous to take the edge off. Back in 1976, we were all pretty sure we were going to die. Now, to be fair, the 70s had already been pretty hard on the country. Nixon, the gas crisis, stagflation, the summer of Sam and Disco's rise into the mainstream. Oh, those poor 
doomed bastards. But the thing that was going to kill us by midsummer 1976 was definitely going to be the swine flu. Joe brought it home from the office. He gave it to Betty and one of his kids and to Betty's mother. But Betty's mother went back to California the next day. On her way to the airport, she gave it to a cab driver, a ticket agent, and one of the charming stewardesses. At school, Joe's kid gave it to some other kids. And Mrs. Merrill got it and gave it to her husband. In California, Betty's mother gave it to her best friend, Dottie. But Dottie had a heart condition and she died. But before she died, Dottie gave it to her girlfriend, the mailman, the paper boy, and the vet when she went to pick up her chihuahua. If a swine flu epidemic comes, this is how it could spread. You'll want to be protected, especially if you're elderly or chronically ill. Get a shot of protection. The swine flu shot. It all started in Fort Dix, New Jersey in January of 1976 when several soldiers came down with the flu. When they were tested, two of those soldiers tested positive for the H1N1 variant of the flu, the so-called swine flu. The reason the flu got the gopher was the variant was related to, but not the actual variant of the 1918 flu epidemic, which killed a shitload of people in 1918, which is why they named it the 1918 flu epidemic. Yeah, I can see that. Now, the United States government, not wanting to look like it was utterly incompetent in an election year, decided that something needed to be done. So, together with the pharma giant Merck, they rushed a vaccine through and started a massive campaign to get everyone vaccinated before flu season. All in all, this might sound like a highly reasonable and altogether laudable idea, and so everyone probably would just, you know, vote and re-elect Jerry Ford and everything ended happily ever after. <laughs> that didn't happen. What actually happened was the entire thing was bungled from the word go. The vaccine was rushed out, was of dubious efficacy. The public awareness campaign scared the shit out of people. And so they began finding swine flu in every goddamn sniffle. Then people actually started to get sick from the vaccine. It actually happened. Yeah, for once, it actually did happen. Ford lost, lost by a lot. The vaccination program was suspended and never restarted, and the feared swine flu outbreak, the whole thing was supposed to prevent, never happened. Now, it's strongly suspected that it was all just bad science and overhype. It's the fucking government. What are they going to say? Now, you might remember, though, come on, you don't, that in 2009, there really was a swine flu pandemic. It swept around the globe, infected millions. Estimates say as many as 200 million of them. And 150,000 people died from the disease. Oh, that doesn't seem like a good thing. It wasn't. But when you compare it to the usual annual strain of flu, you see that each year you know, around 340 million people are infected and as many as 650 people die from it every single year. He says, put shit in perspective, don't it? And look, I'm not making light of the flu because it really does kill people every year and hospitalizes millions more. Children, the, the elderly, immunocompromised, and just plain fat, out-of-shape fucks like me are at a far greater risk from complications from just the regular-ass flu, so get your fucking flu shots. But again, you need to put these kind of things in context, people. Take this new-ass coronavirus. You can have any brew you want. 
Lies, it's a Quran. We should probably stop here and for the sake of science remind you, our listeners, that despite any jokes you or I make, the virus is in no way connected to the Bud Light of Mexico, Corona Beer. Normally, this is where I'd play a classic commercial with a funny jingle, but uh, Corona Beer has always kept their ads pretty minimal and leaned heavily on imagery, so, uh, you know, just imagine that palm tree with Christmas lights in it, all right? That the virus is utterly unconnected to the beer has not, however, stopped searches on Google from spiking by people searching to see if, in fact, the virus is indeed related to the beer. Richard Southern joins us again. And Richard, I'm curious about this next story you're going to tell us about. All the news about the coronavirus is causing an uptick in web, web searches for a certain beer. Yeah. So, you know, the coronavirus, Cynthia, they think it originated in a meat and seafood market in Wuhan, China. But many people are wondering about another possible origin. Google says it's seen a huge spike in searches for coronavirus beer and corona beer in the oh, past geez. few <laughs> Oh, Canada, keep laughing. Now, the corona beer virus is just the tip of the bullshit iceberg as far as hoaxes and conspiracy about the virus are, because and because this podcast is always on the lookout for new and exciting ways to mock the idiots with whom we are forced to share the planet, that is what we are concentrating on this week in a recurring segment we call... Which is not actually a recurring segment, nor am I a medical professional. However... But I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. Let's begin, shall we, with just some regular boring-ass facts. The virus, officially known as 2019-N-C-O-V... Ooh, sounds scary. Yeah, it's not. It just means novel coronavirus found in 2019. And there are a bunch of human coronaviruses out there, including the common cold and the regular-ass flus, but also things like SARS and MERS, both of which started their own panics in their time, along with a handful of others. They all share some same basic traits, including a shape with cute little spikes on top that look like a crown. Like a Burger King. It's those spikes that give it its name. And it shares symptoms that resemble regular ass cold and flu. It can lead to pneumonia, and that's the primary cause of death, along with other secondary infections that come on if you catch the virus. This particular virus popped up late last year in Wuhan, China, probably associated with the local exotic meat market. You mean a strip club? No, I mean like a place where you can go to buy meat that wasn't raised on a farm. Snakes, bats, monkeys, and of course, delicious, delicious long pig. Silent breed is people! There's a huge market for exotic meats in Asia, where people have long enjoyed non-traditional repasts to do in large part to centuries of economic domination and deprivation and persistent colonialism, making more common meats like pork and beef prohibitively expensive, and because people for generations have noshed on the local bat population. And I'm not going to huck any rocks. My family ate squirrel, groundhog, gopher, possum, raccoon, bear, and long pig. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call anybody out on this. And look, human to, in, throughout human history, eating weird meats has made this has been the reason that viruses have made the jump from animal to human populations. The difference is now that the virus can travel around the world before the carrier even knows that they're sick. All of this has happened before. All of this will happen again. Which is why it is a very serious thing, but again, you have to have context. So to be clear, if you have traveled to the Wuhan vicinity of China, or have had been in close contact with someone who has, 
You should be aware of the risk, monitor yourself for symptoms of a cold or flu, and report to a doctor if they develop. If you have not traveled to Wuhan or have not had close contact with someone who has, you can take these simple steps to protect yourself against the exorbitantly unlikely chances that you will be infected. Wash your hands with soap and water, maybe use some hand sanitizer, oh, and just avoid sexual contact with someone you suspect may be infected. What? That's, That's all just common sense. Despite a low mortality rate and the kind of quarantine only a dictatorship can impose, fear of the virus far outstrips the actual spread of the disease, and the user vector of bullshit of the virus is, you know... About all over the fucking internet. Exactly. Right now, your mom is reading and sharing some idiotic rumor from deep in the bowels of social media with blatant lies about the disease. Go ahead. Pop over to her Facebook page. See if I'm wrong. And as usual, the shit stream from the bowels of social media breaks down into three main turds. Origin stories, exaggerated claims on numbers of infected and dead, and naturally, idiotic cures. And since every good story needs an origin story, here are some of the leading stupid conspiracies about the origins of the coronavirus. Our old friend Rupert and Rupert Murdoch bowel movement, the Daily Mail, tweeted an image of a young Asian woman munching on a large cook bat, which for some reason had not been skinned. The Daily Fail in the very last line of the article, which no one will ever read unless they are trying to debunk the article, openly states that they have no fucking idea where the video in the article come from, comes from or whether it's even real or fake. It also mentions that the exact origin of the virus remains unknown and that bats are only one of the myriad possible sources. But it looks gross, kind of creepily paints Asians as willing to eat anything in the usual standard Rupert Murdoch, Murdoch racist trope, and it makes people click the fucking story. That's the whole point, isn't it? Uh... And for some reason, Canada is a prime suspect in an awful lot of conspiracy theories about the virus. Take off, eh? Right. How come everybody's so ticked, eh? People are saying the virus was manufactured in a Canadian lab? No way, eh? And smuggled from the lab in Winnipeg? By a husband and wife, a Chinese husband and wife spy team. Oh, take off your hosers. It's a Winnipeg flip! And then released in Wuhan? Come on, not Winnipeg. I mean, Calgary, yeah, I can see that, but not Winnipeg. This all stems from an article in last July that two Chinese researchers were kicked out of a Winnipeg lab, but in no way were they related to the current outbreak and as to why Canada, of all people, would want to unleash a bioweapon on China, I can only speculate that it either has something to do with hockey or maybe they figured out China stole all that maple syrup back in 2012. <laughs> Another zany idea is that none other than Bill Gates is behind it all. Bill Gates? Billionaire computer nerd Bill Gates? Somehow it's based on a 2000 patent for a vaccine for an avian version of a coronavirus, and truthers have constructed an elaborate webs of connections that prove that Gates, along with his pedophile Satanist cabal, created the virus so they, I don't know, get richer by selling it or something. The only thing these idiots can prove is how badly they all need to get off the internet and spend some time outside in the sunlight. Maybe it can restart the blown-out pilot light of their teeny-weeny little brains. If it wasn't Bill Gates, then of course it has to be the Chinese government that created this disease. Noted blathering shithead and Alex Jones ass lackey Paul Joseph Watson of Prison Planet noted the presence of a biohazard lab in Wuhan. Coincidence? I think not! 
Actually, it's not a coincidence. The lab was located there after the outbreak of SARS in the early aughts because the region is considered a hot zone for emerging viruses, and it kind of made sense to have a lab convenient to the area. But hey, gotta get those retweets. Another fucktard who's claiming that it was created to call the population of China and eventually the world. It's unclear who they are in his theory. Could be the Chinese government, could be the U.S. government, could be the New World Order, but it was probably the Jews because, man, they get blamed for everything. It's some festering dipshit named Jordan Safter. He's been spreading every fucking rumor his fervid little fart brain can spew out like cowboys around a campfire and calling it journalism. Who is Jordan Safter, you might ask? Well, you should ask because he's no one. Oh, sure, he has a YouTube channel, a podcast, and a Patreon. But ask yourself this. I have all those things. Does that make me qualified to give you the inside scoop on the coronavirus or to sell you vitamins and supplements? Hmm. Let me answer that for you. It does not. Please donate to my Patreon. Sather, however, has leveraged the virus into quite a little publicity stunt with the intellectually stunted set. He panders, he lies, he embellishes, he whines when people point out that everything, that every sound that emerges from his upper turd way is filled with malicious and dangerous information. Oh, <laughs> he's one of those fuckers. Everybody betrayed me. I fed up with his world. The second tier of hoaxing is how we are being lied to by the true state of the disease in China, how the numbers we are being publicly told are way under the reality on the ground in China. Fabricating shitburb Pam Geller, who once claimed that a community center 10 blocks from the World Trade Center was being turned into a mosque, published on her website, I'm not linking to it, that 10,000 people were dead in Wuhan. Geller, who once wrote for the New York Daily News and other New York City tabloids, is just making shit up like she's always done. And she's not alone. Facebook rumors drop shit nuggets of disinformation as fast as a fervid, fevered fuckwit fingers that fumble them into the ether. Claims run rampant that the entire 11 million population of the city of Wuhan will die and that China is shooting people as they try to storm the barricades to escape the cities like some sort of low-budget zombie flick. And to be clear that as of this morning, the death toll from this disease is 200 people. That is barely more than died in the great vaping panic of 2019. Officially, 9,700 people are infected with the virus worldwide. And yes, the Chinese government has a shit record with, you know, truth in pretty much everything and this sort of thing specifically. But every indication is they are working with the World Health Organization and the CDC to study, track and prevent the spread of the virus in good faith. The numbers are probably wrong, but that's because getting good numbers for this kind of thing in the middle of it happening is fucking hard. Not because there's some sort of murky conspiracy to keep Fred in Waukesha, Wisconsin from knowing the truth. Settle the fuck down, Fred. You're not going to die of the coronavirus. You're going to die from poor diet, lack of exercise and sedentary lifestyle, just like the rest of us. Ooh, one quick tangent conspiracy theory. Yeah, you can have a little bonus conspiracy theory as a treat. A rising threat of moronism is the virus is all about setting up FEMA to declare martial law here in the United States and throw us all into death camps. Is that so? Oh, indeed. You see, when the quarantine comes down, the government will start rounding up citizens and putting us into camps for our safety. And once there, we will be, I don't know, exterminated, indoctrinated, inseminated with alien DNA. It's never really clear what the fuck these idiots are on about. The most amusing part of this bonus theory is how it's being spread by the same people who are also convinced that Donald Trump is a magical superhero taking down the deep state. And he himself will soon be rounding up people to put them in camps for being satanic pedophile liberals. It's not clear if the FEMA camps are part 
part of the Trump plan or they are counterplanned by the deep state or if there will be two sets of camps run by two separate evil cabals and there's a huge confusion about which side gets custody of the guillotines. Now, of course, the market for preventatives and cures for the coronaviruses are being peddled by the same waddling shit goblins as the the conspiracy theories themselves. After all, it costs money to bring you the truth. And if you buy now, you'll be prepared when the virus is killing your neighbors. All of the twaddle-lading shit-posting sites surrounding the city of C, you can buy yourself, like, I don't know, fucking tactical face mask, which are regular hospital mask and camo or something, for only a 500% markup. By the way, face mask, even the non-tactical regular price variety, don't really stop the spread of the virus or the common cold or the flu. The viruses are much smaller than the material ma- than the material of the mask. Healthcare workers wear them to keep liquids like spit, snot, or blood out of their mouths when treating patients. All wearing a face mask does is make you think you're doing something to protect yourself. Like wearing a mask at a gun rights rally or wearing a condom while you're fucking a goat. Two acts that I place on the exact same level of intellect and human shittiness. Also, they're peddling HEPA filters, again, useless for keeping out viruses, and of course, vitamins, supplements, and other health products of exactly zero usefulness and a high probability of harmfulness. All, ironically enough, manufactured in China with zero ways to prove what it says on the bottle is what is actually, you know, in the bottle. White people are crazy. I know. The big product of the panic is none other than MMS. From the rock and roll capital of the world, this is the radio station voted America's best, WMMS. No, 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 not the radio station, the Miracle Mineral Solution. What is the Miracle Mineral Solution? Well, friends, let me tell you. Hello, Americans. Let me tell you about the Miracle Mineral Solution. In 1996, a man named Jim Humble discovered that a simple water purification substance used at the time worldwide was effective at eradicating malaria. After the first cases of malaria were recovered, Jim went on to develop a formula using this substance mixed with a food-grade acid he called MMS, the Master Mineral Solution. Since that time, MMS has proven to restore partial or full health to hundreds of thousands of people suffering from a wide range of diseases. Diseases like acne, Alzheimer's, anal fistulas, brain damage, bronchitis, chlamydia, depression, erectile dysfunction, genital warts, hemorrhoids, lupus, Morgellons disease, prostate problems, shingles, stroke, viral infections, and so, so many more. Act now on Miracle Mineral Solution can also cure spider bites, scabies, period problems, lung cancer, itching, herpes, HIV, hair loss, gangrene, elephantitis of the testicles, dengue fever, the common cold, chicken gunya, and athlete's foot. The Miracle Mineral Solution. The miracle is right there in the name. I took that from a website with testimonials from people who say they have used MMS to cure all those diseases and afflictions. And right now, you've got to be asking yourself. So tell me. Yeah. Tell her, Dave. What is this miracle mineral solution and how can I get me some? Well, I've got some great news, pod friends. You probably have the miracle mineral solution in your house right now. Whatever it is, you must tell me. Okay. All right. Go to wherever you keep your laundry supplies. Open up the cabinet. 
take down the Clorox bottle, and there it is. It's bleach. These sad, simple fuckers are drinking fucking bleach. But isn't that dangerous? Extremely. The Food and Drug Administration actually had to issue a consumer alert in August of 2019, before the virus was even coming out, telling these fucking cretins, cretins not to drink fucking bleach. God bless America. From the actual text of the alert, quote, If you are drinking Miracle or Master Mineral Solutions or other sodium chloride products, stop now. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, has received many reports that, that these products sold online as treatments have made consumers sick. The FDA first warned consumers about these products in 2010, but they are still being promoted on social media and sold online by many independent distributors. The agency strongly urges consumers not to purchase or use these products. These products are known by various names, including the Miracle or Master Mineral Solution, Miracle Mineral Supplements, MMS, Chlorine Dioxide or CD Protocol, and Water Purification Solutions, WPS. When mixed according to the package directions, they become a strong chemical that is used in bleach. I know, white people. The Daily Beast published an article earlier this week about the QAnon personalities because, of course, the Venn diagram between the Q-levers and the people stupid enough to drink bleach is a perfect fucking circle. They're marketing MMS to their brain-dead followers as a cure for the coronavirus. Quote, through a Mexico-based church, the Genesis 2 Church of Health and Healing, MMS is offered to sale for $45. That's insulting enough you can buy it for fucking five bucks a gallon at fucking Kroger. The church's website claims that it will eliminate coronavirus among all other ailments. All kits have the 20-20-20 essentials that can kill the coronavirus or any other virus. Just spray in your mouth twice a day, the church's website reads, unquote. I guess, I guess... It goes without saying that drinking bleach is not a fucking cure for any disease except for the disease that makes people believe in shit that they read on the internet. Then it is a very effective cure as in it kills people who believe shit like this when they read it on the internet. And to those folks, I say, why are you taking halfway measures, morons? Slug it straight out of the Clorox bottle. Drink the whole fucking thing. You can't be too careful. Trust me, I'm a random white dude on the internet. And if you can't trust the utterly uninformed and clearly colossally stupid advice of some random asshole on the internet telling you to do something a five-year-old child can figure out from the Mr. Yuck right there on the fucking bottle. Who can you trust? And I know, I know I don't have to say this to you, my listeners, who though small in number are well-informed and versed in the ways of sarcasm and satire, but I feel as though in the event this podcast slips into the ears of the kind of person who might use MMS, I must say again, do not drink fucking bleach, you feeble-minded, thick-witted dipshit. I know it's human nature to be frightened by new things not clearly understood and Yes, the world should be deeply concerned about emerging diseases for which we lack immunity. As populations continue to grow, climate change impacts wildlife, pushing them closer and closer to humans. The permafrost melts, revealing long dormant viruses. And yes, even the potential for human manufactured superbugs being created in labs, the world is very much at risk of pandemic along the lines as it was from the 1918 flu. And look, I know, I read The Stand as a kid, so that kind of shit is ingrained into my fucking psyche just like it is yours. Uh, it's Bill's 
But the coronavirus ain't Captain Trips, and it ain't the end of the world. Fucking context, people. The context is that in 2020, humanity is as, is as healthy, long-lived, and protected from the threat of communicable disease as it has been in the entire history of humanity. Even in the developing nations, public health, availability of medication, trained physicians, nutritious food, and sanitation is higher than even the pinnacle of historical societies. The poorest person in the furthest reaches the most disadvantaged nation on the planet today has more medical care and better survival odds than the emperor of fucking Rome. The death, the, the kind of deaths of a 1918 level pandemic flu would be astronomically lower today as the vast majority of those deaths were caused by secondary infections and we lacked the medications to manage them. Today, we can sequence the DNA of a new disease in weeks. It took 20 years to find the HIV virus and, that, and then another decade to develop retrovirus to fi fight it. That was mostly because of Ronald Reagan, but still. Today, we could do that in months. To be certain, a disease like this could kill millions around the world, but it won't be here. You're perfectly safe in Missoula, Montana, Mabel. Coronavirus ain't gonna get you, so stop spreading bullshit. Coronavirus may not be catching here in the West, but the stupid certainly is. Take off your face mask, shove it in your pie hole, and stop clicking share on every fucking wild thing you see on Facebook for funsies. Stupid kills way more stupid fuckers than any disease ever will. And if you find yourself in need of being scared of something, I'll give you this. This virant is a portent, a sign of things to come as the world continues hurtling towards its own self-imposed apocalypse because climate change is going to fuel a pandemic that will round the earth and kill millions and millions. It may not be something someone picked up from eating a fruit bat and Wuhan. It could be something we thought we'd gotten rid of. Like, I don't know, fucking measles. Because some crystal rubbing cretin decided that their personal feeling outweighs fucking centuries of fucking science. Give this shithead the bleach cure, could we please? As the world gets hotter, more crowded, resources get tighter and tighter, something will get out, something will bubble up, something will mutate, and in the mess that is the masses of humanity moving around in search of food, water, and some fucking shade, it will spread, and a year or so later, things like, I don't know, not enough resources to go around, might not be such a problem because a whole bunch of people would be fucking dead. Some from the disease, some from the panic, more from the wars that will break out as countries who don't have enough will now have even less, and they'll want to take it from their neighbors. All of this has happened before. All of this will happen again, and none of us are doing a damn thing to alleviate it because, mark my word, it's already too late to stop. Wuhan is a warning. Nature keeps sitting them up and humanity keeps ignoring them. It's the equivalent of taking MMS on a societal scale. And all I can say is that I hope the big one holds off long enough for me to be dead before it starts. Because the rest of you fuckers, you might as well try the spring fresh Clorox. I hear at least fresh scents on your breath just as you die. <laughs> that is it for the show this week. Nice, happy, feel-good show to wrap up the longest fucking month of the year. Fucking January, man. I know it comes across like I'm being mean or condescending to folks who are just scared. And I say that's a fair assessment by you, the listener. I understand. It's just that anyone who willingly drinks fucking bleach, they kind of deserve my condescension. Speaking of condescension, we all start voting next week by, I mean, by not all, but by, I mean, Iowa. But at least the beginning of the beginning is finally, you know, 
beginning. So by the time we come back next Friday, we might actually know something about how people are thinking about this election instead of the thoughtless thoughts and panic screeds of punditocracy. And uh, I don't know. We'll probably do a show about duck farts or something. Speaking of duck farts, rate and review this show wherever you get your pods. Five-star ratings are like duck farts. They echo loudly, attracting attention. Hey, that whole duck quack thing not echoing, that's not true. Duck farts, on the other hand, they echo big time. Follow the show on Twitter, the hell underscore podcast, or the show name on Facebook. Donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash whatthehellpodcast. Check out whatthehellpodcast.com for some cool stuff suitable for sharing. And finally, for me, Dave, I accept the song as a highly inappropriate by today's standards. Bledsoe, producer, it contributes to outdated stereotypes and insults women, Gavin, and all the fictional, but we played it anyways on this show. We want to say that we would never drink nine Coronas because bleach tastes better than that shitty, shitty beer. We'll see you all next week. We were matching cause she looked like Jennifer Edison after nine Coronas. Late into the night, I rode her like a Harley in the sun's candlelight. She looked like Chris Farley. Bow, wow, 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 wow. Nine Coronas. She was fat and stinky and kinda sticky, but she looked like Christy Brinkley after nine Coronas. She looked like that's my name, don't wear it out. But she was Uma Thurman after nine coronas. In our 23rd position, I think I got whiplash. She was really vicious, except for her mustache. Bow, wow, 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 I have no ending for this, so I take a small bow. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.